But unless you kind of write all that down and quantify it and see it in, you know, red, orange and green, you're not going to know how you want to change your life, how you want to schedule your time. And that's why I really love doing it because often so many of my clients come back to me and they're like, wow, I had no idea I was hating the morning so much or not enjoying this meeting at work or whatever it is. But once they actually kind of went in that almost like a gut feeling of how am I feeling about each activity in the day, that's when you can start to see where your time's going and make changes. Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend, welcome to episode number 103 of the Secrets of Supermom show. Y'all, I still am just kind of not being able to get over the fact that we hit 100 episodes. So if I geek out about that for like the next 10 or so episodes, just uh, bear with me because I just feel like it is so exciting and has been such an accomplishment. So I'm very proud of it. Anyway, this episode is sponsored by the Supermom Society. The Supermom Society is a private community for busy working moms that want to do more in less time. Get strategies, community, clarity, and all the support you need to be a positive, present mom and a productive human in whatever life brings to the table. Each month, you will walk away with a plan for your next month and even your next quarter and your year, new time management and parenting skills, and all of your questions answered from a group of moms who are ready to beat burnout and stay happy in the process. I can't wait to show you what it's like to have more time, less stress, and a community to hold you up. Head to thesupermomsociety.com for all the details. Y'all, I simply adore our guest today. Georgie Bryant is a life coach school certified life coach, writer, project manager, and a time management expert. She is also one of our favorite guests at the Supermom Summit last June, so I am thrilled to have her back today. Georgie and I met as part of a mastermind, and she is just one of my favorites. So Georgie specifically helps toddler moms reduce their overwhelm permanently and shows them how to enjoy their lives again. After becoming a toddler mom and realizing the insane juggle, she created the six-step productive mom method to help moms get on top of it all. Through her blog and one-on-one coaching services, Georgie teaches how to balance your schedule so no one in your life, especially you, misses out. And although she specifically focuses on moms of littles, you are going to benefit from today's episode no matter what age your children. I know I certainly did. I cannot wait to introduce you to Georgie. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have Georgie with me today. Georgie, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. Yes, I um, love every opportunity to talk to you, but I would love for you, those of you that have not been around and, and kind of heard us talk before, or seen you in the Supermom Summit, if you will just tell us a little bit about you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Georgie Bryant and I'm based down in Melbourne, Australia. You can probably tell from my accent. And I coach toddler mums and I use my productive mum method to help them reduce their overwhelm permanently which is a huge ask, but a very important thing when you're a toddler mom. Um, I have a four-year-old daughter myself, um, or as she would say, four and a half. The half is very important to her. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so I've kind so of just cute. come out of the toddler phase. I'm in the preschooler phase, but I'm definitely back in the toddler phase with lots of mums coaching them through that period of life. 
Yes. So what was it about toddler moms? Like, I know you kind of said, okay, I really want to help moms, but what is it about toddler moms that you were really just drawn to serve? Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, when you have a newborn, you usually get quite a lot of support, whether that's, you know, from the community or your family or like maternal health, that sort of thing. Um, and then you kind of return to work and toddler, toddlerdom kind of starts at the age of one and you're kind of on your own. And it's like, how am I going to balance work? How am I going to balance things at home? And that was really what I was drawn to was like, you get this support. And then obviously once they're past the toddler stage, there's issues of, of <laughs> preschoolers, but it's less hard than those toddler tantrums. So that was really what I was drawn to. And when I returned to work, when I was trying to balance it all, I always say like, I was kind of acting like a toddler as a mum. Like I was yelling, I was losing it. I was really struggling. And that's why I wanted to really focus in on that. So I did the work on myself um, when my daughter was about one year old and I was back at work. Um, and then I, yeah, created the productive mum method from there. And I talked to mums and they were always kind of coming up with the same issues. Like, as I said, yelling or feeling resentment towards their partner or feeling that horrible mum guilt that we all have. Um, and yeah, that's what, what drew me to toddler moms in particular. Yeah. I, um, I think you're so right. We do have this extra help and, and lots of books for, you know, how to, how mm. it is at three months old or six months old. And, and certainly there's, you know, there's developmental books for all ages, but I think the, the wealth of knowledge is very high when, when you have a baby and the wealth yes. of help because people go, Oh, she has a six week old or a six day old. We should help her. Not, mm. oh, she has a, a screaming 14-month-old, we should help her, <laughs> right? Or a screaming two-and-a-half-year-old, we should help her. And so it's a lot easier to, to kind of get that help and and also to know what the next steps are, right? Because it, it kind of, some things are sort of spelled out for you if you're researching, whereas mm. there are, you know, like and, and maybe, maybe things don't work, but a lot of times you have these options to try. And then you go, you get into the toddler stage and you try an option and you're going, oh, this doesn't work at all. <laughs> and then yes. like, what do I do now? And you, and you get to the point where, like you said, you're freaking out or stressed out or yelling, or just, you don't know what other, what other steps to take. So yeah, exactly. You work with women about being productive, right? Being able to manage some of these big toddler emotions and, mm -hmm. and being able to get to a place where they are able to feel really productive again. Um, mm -hmm. but, but with this planning, I want to talk about it a little bit because we talk, you talk about a weekly planning, I know. And mm -hmm. where do you see that, where do you see moms going wrong, especially toddler moms when they're trying to get back to being as productive as they can, where are they going wrong when they're trying to get this sort of new schedule in place? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So I think where I mostly see moms going wrong is piling more and more on top of themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So with my plan your week method, I plan on a Sunday afternoon. You can do it kind of whenever you want to do it, but I plan on a Sunday afternoon and I look at the week ahead and I'm like, here's everything that needs to be done this week. And the important step that I use is I get it on my calendar. So I don't have a big running to-do list. I just know at 10 o'clock on Monday morning, I do the laundry. I even have the laundry in my calendar, right? Because it's like, I don't want to be thinking, oh, do I have enough to wash or should I do it then? Or I just want it, I just want it done. So the aim of planning for me is to like ease that mental load, that brain fog, that running to-do list we have in our head. I just want to have it on the calendar. And that's what I encourage my clients to do as well. And where I see it going wrong is when we go to put the laundry away and we're like, hmm, 
my toddler's growing and I need a new size. Oh, I'm going to go to the shops right away or I'm going to get on my phone right <laughs> yeah. away and get online and suddenly I'm buying all these things and oh, maybe I need things as well. And we're just starting to like create that mental overwhelm, right? So we're doing things in the moment. We're adding more things to our to-do list. And that's when we're starting to get overwhelmed. That's when we're starting to feel out of control. So I'm always aware that like emergencies, things can come up or we might need to add things during the week. But I really like planning out what's happening in the week and leaving it at that. And what I do and what I encourage mums to do is kind of keep a running to-do list of those things that do pop into our head. And then the next time you plan, the next Sunday afternoon, you can look at it and be like, oh, that's right. I need to buy new T-shirts for this child. Let's do that this week rather than adding it on top of what I'm already doing in the week when I'm a busy toddler mom. Yes. I think that's so true that we go, oh, I needed to do that. I should do that right now. And mm-hmm. and by doing that, making things that aren't a fire a fire, we do end up then pushing out the rest of our entire schedule and not doing the things that we really wanted to do. So I love that idea of when it pops up, unless it's an actual fire that you must put out right now, put mm-hmm. that on that list for next week, because then you can say, okay, now I've scheduled time for this. Now I know. And because then you can still be comfortable and know that it's going to happen, right? You're not going to forget. You're not going to, but you also aren't going to throw off your week or throw off your day by doing everything, if, you know, as soon as you see that it needs to be done. Cause I find myself that too, right? You put the laundry away and then you're like, Oh, I should go through this drawer. There's some things that don't fit in here. Yeah. Oh, I should, I should take the bins down from the attic because that's where I want to put the extra <laughs> things we're going to say, right? Like it starts to snowball into this thing where you then can't get all of the rest of your tasks actually done. And then, yes. you know, that I'm a giant fan of Sunday planning. Mine is Sunday planning too. Um, mm-hmm. So being able to plan out that week and be able to see where things fit and where things sometimes don't, right? Like Mm. where we can, because like you said, we pile all these things on top of ourselves. When you really plan it out, you can see, oh, I actually truly physically don't have time for this, right? In my mind, I might think I don't have time, but I can actually see I do or do not actually have time if I start to plan it out and really say, okay, I am going to do the laundry on this day, or I am going to you know, wash all the towels in the house, or I am going to Mm. take the kids on a afternoon adventure and it's going to take us, you know, four hours. So I think, um, I think all of that really, really helps with feeling ease throughout the week instead of stress every single day. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You find that too. So for you, what are the key pieces when you're planning your week and you're sitting down, what is, what are some like you have to do this and you will be successful versus like, Oh, it would be nice to have these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it is getting everything out of your head for the first step. So like actually create that to-do list, but like, think about everything, think about every child, think about your job, think about your partner, think about your friends, think about upcoming birthdays, whatever it is, just getting everything out of your head and just keep going and keep going and keep going because there's always things kind of even looking around the house, you'll start to see those things that we talked about. So getting that all out of your head, I think is really important. And then, as I said, the absolute key is getting it onto your calendar somewhere. And that basically what we're aiming for is to kind of screw up that to-do list and put it in the bin. So we're not carrying around this to-do list in our head. So getting it on the calendar is really important. And I think what really helps is to batch things as well. 
So I have what I call like an admin hour, usually on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And that's when I have all those little annoying things for me that are like, I need to call the doctor or I need to fill out this form for my daughter or I, you know, need to call the handyman or whatever it might be. And I tend to batch all those things together. So again, we're not like, wow, I have so much life admin or I have so many things on my list. It's like, yeah, I might, but I'm just going to spend an hour, make a cup of coffee, sit down and do everything at once. And then that will kind of clear that block. So I think that's really important batching as well. Um, And I think the other thing that I would really recommend is scheduling some free time for yourself. That's where I actually see success as well, because yes, it all sounds nice and well and good to be planning our week. But a lot of mums, when I first start working with them, they kind of plan their week and then they feel like a bit of a deflated balloon. Like, oh, I don't really want to do (laughs) my week looks kind of hard. Like, I don't really want to do all this. Um, Even, you know, all those admin tasks I mentioned, I still don't really want to do them, even if I'm batching them. But if you can kind of build in some free time around that, whether or not it's I'm going to get up early on Tuesday and Thursday morning and have a coffee and read my book, that's something to look forward to. Or I'm going to plan in a Pilates class or a dinner with a friend or something like that and just planning in some free time. So it's not all just go, go, go productivity. It's like how am I filling up my cup as well? Yes. How are you living the life you want to live by planning out the things on your list, right? Versus just planning the things. And I totally agree with that, that the, when I filled all of my time, every minute of it with something that I had to do, right? Like something I had committed Mm. to do something that I was part of my job, something that was for my children. And I filled truly nearly every single moment. That is when I hit burnout. That was my, um, that was my story of burnout because I, even though there were things I wanted to do on the list, it was too much and too Mm. little of time. There was no time just for me. It was all things that somehow were tied to something that I had committed to doing. And so, um, so I love the idea of saying this is free time or this is white space, or this is Mm. time where you get to decide, right? This is like your fun open hour. And you, if you want to like literally sit and do nothing, you can, or you can take the Pilates class or go, you know, go out for happy hour or do whatever you want to do. I love that. Um, I think that's so important. And then the brain dump, I want to ask you Mm. the getting all the things out of the head. Is this because you see that we carry it in our head and we get overwhelmed by that. Is that, is that why we're really trying to get it all out on paper so that we don't have to carry it around so much? Yeah, that's definitely part of it. I think carrying it around in our head is, is a problem, but I think also like quantifying what we have to do because we do all walk around saying like, how are you? Like, Oh, I'm good. Really busy. Or, you know, motherhood is overwhelming. We have all of these kind of catchphrases that we're saying all the time. And I'm not saying that people aren't busy or toddler moms definitely aren't busy, but it's like when you can write it down and quantify it, you can be like, oh, I've got life admin every minute of the day. Oh no, wait, I've got it one hour a week. That suddenly feels more manageable to me. So I think it's actually being able to quantify what's there. And as you mentioned earlier, like, is all of this urgent and needs to be done this week or can I buy those clothes in two weeks as we were talking about, you know, it's not urgent for this week. So I think the brain dump really helps kind of quantify what actually needs to be done yes, and helps us kind of see things in that more like data driven way, I think as well. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think you're right. Sometimes we think we have more to do because we just have a lot of tasks, but sometimes, like you said, with the life admin, it might be something really fast. 
but there are so many things swirling around in there that we don't realize mm -hmm. that if we sat down for a solid hour, we might be able to get most of our tasks done for the week and have a lot more flexible time. And instead we're feeling like, oh my goodness, I, I, I don't want to forget to call, to call the handyman, to call the doctor, to do this, to do that. Or I keep putting it off or I forget to do it last week. And so being able to get it all down and say, oh, I could actually do this, you know, an hour, two hours, whatever it is to, mm -hmm. and go, oh, okay. I could actually like, and I have the time this week. I can make this happen. It feels more empowering than overwhelming. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And like, when you think of one hour, I think we've got 167 hours in a week. So one hour out of 167 suddenly feels like, okay, my life isn't completely life admin. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Because it can feel like it's overcoming us with all of those, mm. especially, you know, especially if you are one who puts them off, like when you're the third week in the row going, Oh, I really needed to call the handyman. Then we start to have some of that overwhelm and we're kind of feeling ashamed about it too. Right. And yeah. it's just making it worse instead of yes. making it better. Yeah. Tell me about time audits. Mm, yes. So time audits don't sound very sexy <laughs> when we first say that. They do not. <laughs> so let me sell you on it. Let me sell you on why I do them. So a time audit is basically tracking your time for one day. And this relates back to that vernacular we have around like, I'm so busy, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm constantly doing X, Y, Z. So I recommend, again, kind of going back to the data and being like, okay, here's what I've done for the day. And that is what time auditing is. And there's two reasons we want to do this. The first one is it is super fun to track a day in your life. And then a year later, 10 years later, looking back and being like, wow, that's what I did in my day. And it's so important with little kids because when we're with our little kids, we're often like, oh my goodness, every day is the same or like, you know, I even think like we often think I'll always remember this, right? Because I'm so immersed in being a mom. And then six months later, we look at a photo of our kids and we're like, I don't remember them being this little, like you do just forget. So I like doing it because it's super fun to look back at it. And often mums will say, you know, I can't believe my kid used to take two naps a day and now they don't nap at all. Or I can't believe we used to go to the library to story time. And I totally forgot about that. So I think it's a really sweet way of kind of doing a little time capsule of that period of your life. And the second reason we want to do it is we, as I said, want to quantify where is our time going. And what I do, and I've got a free template for this as well, is we track a day of our time. And then I ask mums to rate out of 10 how they feel about each activity. So it becomes kind of like a time and enjoyment tracker. And my spreadsheet is set up beautifully. So if you kind of rate it low, it'll turn red. And if you rate it high, it'll turn green and obviously orange in between, but you can immediately start to see, oh, wow, like bath time and bedtime is red, you know, on this particular day. That's obviously a time of life I'm not really enjoying. And then you can kind of hone in and be like, how could I tweak that? Okay, maybe I could make a cup of tea and like take it in for bath time and sit and enjoy that while my children are having their bath. Or maybe I could ask my partner to do the bath time because it seems to be a time I don't really enjoy. But unless you kind of write all that down and quantify it and see it in, you know, red, orange, and green, you're not going to know where, how you want to change your life, how you want to schedule your time. And that's why I really love doing it because often so many of my clients come back to me and they're like, wow, I had no idea I was hating the morning so much or not enjoying this meeting at work or whatever it is. But once they actually kind of went in that 
almost like a gut feeling of how am I feeling about each activity in the day, that's when you can start to see where your time's going and make changes. Yeah. I, Cause I can imagine if you started your day with like four five, six activities that you don't really love, right? Or that maybe are just mm. a little stressful. Maybe, you know, maybe it's just that you've got high stress work meetings or something. But if you started your day, it would be really hard to turn that around if you were doing that on a regular basis. So being able to not just see what you're doing, but how that's making you feel in, in your life. I love that idea. I also, it's funny, I have talked about time tracking lots and lots of times. Like I've, you know, I've talked to productivity experts about it. I've talked to it about my own and I never, never in my mind did I remember this. So I I don't know what triggered me for you, but maybe the time capsule wording, but I followed Mm -hmm. this scrapbooker. I used to, I used to scrapbook more than I do now, just because I I don't prioritize it anymore. But I used to scrapbook Mm -hmm. and there was a scrapbooker who would do a day in the life and she would make multiple pages and she would take hundreds of pictures in a single day to capture every single thing she was doing that day. And she would write down, you know, she would write down every 15 minutes what they were doing, but she was taking pictures along the way. And she was really making it this sort of enjoyable thing while also doing a tracking. And I think like, I was thinking, oh, how can we make this fun, right? Because sometimes, because we get pushback, like our clients do not love time tracking. Mm. We do not always love time (laughs) tracking. So I thought next time I do this, I think I'm going to try to take pictures with it. And and have it be a, this, like you said, a sort of time capsule instead of just a, instead of just a list, because it that for me, because I love photography and imagery, like yes. that would bring, you know, that would bring joy to me. So I think we can probably make this a fun thing as well as a totally useful thing for our time and being able to really say, am I spending the time I want to be spending the way I want to be spending it? Mm. Yeah. I love that idea of including pictures as well. Like Luckily, our phones are so smart now. I could probably go back and find the day that I was time <laughs> tracking, mapped against yeah. it. But what a great idea to do it that way as well. Yeah, I love it. Okay, um, Georgie, we love to ask our guests the same couple of questions. So I want to ask mm-hmm. you first, when do you feel most like a super mom? Oh, I love this one. So I think I feel most like a super mom and toddler moms will know this. Um Toddlers are very into like pretend play or imaginative play, right? So I often find my daughter like acting out <laughs> me, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I think probably when she was maybe two and a half or three, um, I caught her like doing this little play where she was saying like, I'm mummy and I like eating sushi and doing <laughs> coaching calls and going to Pilates And I stopped her and I was like, what, you know, what's happening? And she's like, I'm just, you know, in her words, like this is acting out your life. And I was like, how amazing that she kind of sees me like that. And she now says to me, she's obviously four and a half and and able to articulate herself more. But she says to me, like, I can't wait to be a mom and get to go to work and be happy like you. (laughs) And I always think like, I love that she's seeing me in that way. Um, And obviously, you know, I'd like her to acknowledge that I do all the laundry and cooking and cleaning as well. But she kind of sees me in that way. And that makes me feel like I'm doing a good job because the way I'm kind of shining out to her is reflecting back to me, which is really nice. Yes. It's the way you want to be, right? Like she's not Mm. reflecting back something that's kind of like, oh, you're, it's like, yes, this is what I'm trying for. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. Um, Okay. What is one step busy moms or busy childhood moms can do today to get started if they want to be more productive, if they want to, to kind of start on this journey? 
Yeah. So I think hopefully I have sold you on tracking your time for a day. (laughs) I would really encourage you to do that as a fun thing. And it doesn't have to be arduous. Like you can grab a piece of paper or a note in your phone or grab my tracker, whatever suits you. And just like jotting down even every half hour, like here's what I've done today and here's how I'm feeling about it. And that like, you know, within 12 hours, you're going to know like here are the areas I need to focus on. Um, so I would really encourage yeah, everyone to kind of do that activity for a day or, or do Laurie's method and like take photos throughout the day if that's something that appeals to you as well. That sounds really fun. Yeah, agree. Where do the, um, Georgie, where do they get the tracker? You have that, um, can people log on to get that? Get that online? Yeah, yeah. So they can head to my website. So where the lightplays.com is my website. Yeah. And it'll also Perfect. be linked on my Instagram, which is at Georgie Bryant Coaching. So you can grab Fabulous. them both there. Okay. We'll put all those links in the show note. Is there any other place that you love to hang out that you want um, listeners to go to? So I'm mostly on Instagram. Like I love doing Instagram stories and showing our little life uh, and helping toddler mums there. And then I also blog over on my website talking about um, being a toddler mom and managing all those things we've talked about today. Um, And I've got lots of free time management resources over there too that, that everyone can grab. Perfect. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. I love being here. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.